Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and we are halfway through my favorite month. I got two more weeks, and I'm loving every day of it. Nice, nice. And I am the Champ, and if I could gain 20 pounds or lose five inches in height, I would qualify for the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? <laughs> Well, there, there, there are certain parameters, right, in, in terms of people. And, and if, if you're considered obese and have a BMI over 30, oh. you can kind of jump jump the line. Um, so one way to do that would be for me to gain at least 20 pounds, which I'm well on my way to doing. Or if I was uh, about uh, five feet tall and had my current weight, I would qualify as being obese. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you should go to Wawa and get a couple more of those pepperoni sandwiches. Yeah, you're right. right? <laughs> I, I've been going at the food and the, uh, the the spirits pretty well. So, you know, um, like I said, I'm well on my way. Yeah. I didn't know they had those parameters. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they do. But hopefully by, by May, um, everybody should, should be good in, in line for a vaccine because trying to search for these things, even though we have the technology, it's just, just a pain in the ass. I usually end up, you know, giving up. Um, what's happening with your month of March? I, I'm, I'm – love every day of it. I started coaching a little league team. So okay. I'm outside a couple days a week. Uh, uh, yesterday we had practice. Um, today it's a little windy. So I don't, I don't think we'll have practice today. It's supposed to like 40 mile an hour gusts and we, our fields like on the top of a hill and it's just going to be too cold. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we've had really good weather the past week. Basketball tournaments are, uh, are the conference tournaments are, are in full swing. With the uh, conference finals this weekend, got the NCAA tournament coming up. I, I think they're going to be able to get through it. You know, I, I think if a team can't can't play because of whatever reason, they're just going to move on. Um, yeah, it, it'll be obviously a, a little different than normal, but yeah. And then we got baseball starting. I watch that occasionally during the day. Um, yeah, so it, it's been a great month so far. Great. So, month. so let me ask you something with with, with coaching. Little League, are, are you kind of more the Walter Matthau of the Bad News Bears, or are you more of the Billy Bob Thornton um, type of character in Bad News Bears? Well, no, I'm not walking – I'm not driving up to practice smoking a cigar and a beer and a <laughs> Lincoln convertible. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I just have fun with them, and I try to – you know, I, I give them pointers saying, hey, I think you probably should do this, or this is where you got to – field this baseball and and some of them are really into it some of them want to get better some of them i think their parents dropped them off and that's why they're there but i just have fun with them i, I don't i don't you know what i mean i just want them to have fun that's all yeah. i do i do yeah. and that's a good approach and i don't think they under they don't get my humor yet because they, they've never met me this one kid uh so it's the lancaster rec league it's the city league so we have 13 kids probably nine of them are uh hispanic they and they watch baseball because i ask them i ask them if they watch baseball they follow baseball okay most of them are mm -hmm. yankee and astro fans um and when we were practicing indoors the one kid said i don't like hitting those little wiffle balls you know the little golf wiffle balls that you do soft toss with and he said it because i can't get my leg kick going <laughs> so i was Ooh. like all right there Dang. yeah so he's the he's the one of the astro guys uh nice yeah so i thought that was funny like i don't ever remember saying that when i was 12 years old I can't get my leg. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but it, it, they're good dudes. I, I enjoy them. Yeah, and it's just fun to be out there again. That's so, right. Yeah. Um, so to continue on our March Madness theme, we have an another uh, tournament that you're going to decide who the winner is. Did, you know, we got some feedback on that on that TV detective. Yeah, I I think I laid an egg on that one. That's I think right. I was kind of um, I. It was really close between Colombo and uh, the Rockford Files, and and then we went we cut uh, at the end yeah. to the uh, the music. Yeah, the Rockford Files music would would have Way been much better. better. Yeah. So I, okay. I, I laid an egg, and but I that, apologize to everybody out there. That wasn't the tournament. You know, the the theme music wasn't the tournament. It was the actual detective. All right. So yeah, th this week we got worst pop culture phrases. So worst, you're gonna pick the worst one, the one that you cannot stand to hear. All right. Uh, so real quick, uh, number one seed versus the number one seed is TMI, right? Too much information, TMI. Mm -hmm. 
versus the number yep. eight seed Chillax, right? And you're okay. familiar with these, right? Yeah. Okay. Number four seed O Snap versus the five seed Bling. And then we got the two seed Don't Go There against the number seven seed Whatever. And number three seed Talk to the Hand versus number six seed, which you, uh, somebody used today, uh, on the DL, right? <laughs> Okay, and I'm picking the worst. You're picking right? the worst, yeah. Okay, all right, I'm ready. All right, so one seed TMI versus the eight seed Chillax. Which one's the worst? Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this is this is actually an easy one for me. I, I, number eight seed oh. uh, Chillax. All I right, can't stand that one. Okay, and then number four seed. That's a big upset there. Of course, I, again, the seeding committee doesn't do a very good job. Uh, number four seed O Snap versus number five seed Bling. Uh, I I think I'm gonna have to choose bling. Bling. Uh, that's a close one. I mean, that's 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 the four or five, which is 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 really well paired. But I'm gonna have to say that uh, I I don't like bling. Okay, uh, number two seed, don't go there. Versus number seven, whatever. Which one's the worst one? Uh, number two seed, don't go there. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, it is. And number three seed, talk to the hand versus six seed on the DL. <laughs> well, the DL could be a couple of things, right? It could be the disabled list, right. which I guess okay. isn't in fashion, or it could be on the down low. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 the one I, I don't like is talk to the hand, the number three seed. That's oh. just ugh, because there's also, you know, putting up your hand. And it's oh, yeah. yeah it overly, with, it's overly dramatic. It comes with a gesture. Yeah, right, right. Yes. Okay. All right. Well All said. All right, so good. Uh, <clears throat> when we get into the semis of Chillax and Bling, again, uh, and don't go there, talk to the hand. All right, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll circle back to that. Um, baseball news. So s- sad news this week. Real Cormier passed away. Yeah, at age 53. You, you actually had met him, right, at the Phillies Fantasy Camp? I did. He was one of my coaches, and he was okay. a great guy. He, he, was, uh, he was easy to get along with. He was fun. Um, he had a good sense of humor. He's the one that when I got to talk to him a little bit, he's the one that when he pitched for the Cardinals, uh, he said Pedro Guerrero was the laziest player he's ever played with <laughs> And when he was playing first base with him. I think he only played with him for a year. He Guerrero played first base, and if Cormier felt like he didn't go after a ball, he'd say something to him, and Guerrero was kind of mean. So Guerrero, you know, half-threatened him, you know, <laughs> and Cormier said, you know, that guy was a big guy. So he he said from then on, <laughs> when he felt like Guerrero didn't make a play he should have, he would curse at him in French. <laughs> <laughs> and when Guerrero nice. questioned him, he's like, I'm just talking about myself. It's not you. <laughs> you know, one of the things I didn't realize, I, I guess uh, Cormier, I, I did know, uh, obviously he was drafted by the Cardinals in the sixth round back in 1988. But I didn't realize that Real Cormier pitched until age 40. Yeah. He pitched until 2007. He had a long career from 91, a major league career from 91 until 2007. He did. And I have to double check this. I didn't get, I, I not like I don't have time during the week. I, I just neglected. But I think he was the pitcher of record in the last game at the bet and the first game at Citizens Bank. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Because he huh. played in that era with the Phils, he was he was gone by the time they started making the playoffs. I think so. Okay. Yeah, but he, yeah, he was a good guy. It was it was sad to hear. Um, and then we got Nick Markakis, uh, uh, a Twibble favorite. Uh, he retires this week. Um, collected twenty three hundred eighty eight hits. Yeah, you, you put in the notes, he was durable and consistent. That's exactly what Nick Markakis was. I, I pretty much feel like every year you knew you were getting about 170 to 185 hits out of that guy, right? Uh, yeah. 500-plus doubles, which I think he was in the top five of active doubles, which is a pretty big deal. I mean, you're talking probably Pujols, Cabrera, Markakis. Like, there's some names <laughs> that he's grouped with uh, in that in that list. Uh, played till he's 37 years old, uh, and he played in the postseason last year for Atlanta. Yeah, Nick Markakis fan. I am. You, you know, we we nicknamed him boringly awesome, just because <laughs> um, 
because he because you're right. He was consistently really good, and that his stats never really shown through. But he's he's a person that you really wanted on in your fantasy team, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah, because he wasn't expensive, and you were going to get production out of the guy. Yeah, and I think when we talked about him, I think we talked about him probably this time last year. Um, you know, he he was technically on pace to three thousand hits. If he could have got, if he would have switched back over the American League, I think he and and the COVID thing killed him. I mean, only sixty games when you're when you're thirty six years old, turning thirty seven. Um, but he was he was on pace. He was on that pace. You know, if if he could play, it was forty. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if he was still under contract with the Braves or if his contract had expired, but I, I would think that he still has a lot of ABs left and that he would be a perfect fit um, as a DH. Uh, I think so, too. Yeah. Or, 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 the, or the long end of a, of a platoon. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he was a left-handed hitter. You know, he didn't hit a lot of home runs. But rarely hit home runs, to be honest with you. But 500 doubles is a lot of extra base hits for a guy like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and being a left-handed hitter, um, he would be on the strong side of that platoon. Yep, yeah, yep. Okay, um, so we got some guests this week. Uh, first guest, owner of the Bearcats, Tom Freeze. Tom, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Tom, how you doing? I'm doing good. Still working from home? Yes, I'm stuck at home. You still getting dressed every day? Like I do. Yeah. I get up and get dressed every day. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, so we're... and then I change at the end of the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. We're two weeks out from the draft. One week out from retention. Have you kicked around your retention, guys? Do you know who you're going with yet? I do not know exactly who. I have an idea. Uh, I'm trying to juggling some things. Uh, I'm not sure whether I want to go uh, inexpensive or expensive. I have some options, so I'm still struggling with that. Okay, kind of share a couple names. Can you share a couple or no? Yeah, I can share. Um, a couple of the guys I'm on the fence. I have uh, Christian Walker. Yeah. Who I can I can get for a quarter. I'm not sure what the plans are in Arizona with him, so I'm kind of on the fence with him. And I also have uh, uh, Nick Ahmed, who I, I loved 2019 stats. I wasn't crazy about 2020, so and that's only 50 cents. So uh, I'm thinking about him. Okay. Um. Uh, Zach Davies was another one I was hoping to do, um, but he's now with I believe the Cubs. He is. Yeah. Kind of uh, takes a little bit of shine off of him, but I, I think I still might go there. Uh, and then finally, these are my, I think that's five, top five would be um, Patrick Corbin. Okay. And uh, uh, I just, I think for the, it's, it's $1.50, and I think for the money, you know, for a nice starting pitcher, that's pretty good. Uh, and then I have some on-the-fence guys, uh, Dansby Swanson, uh, Jock Pedersen, who's now, I believe, in Chicago. Yeah. Um. I wish he'd play more, but he's probably not going to. But he gets good stats when he plays. Uh, if if you're, you know, you need home runs. And then I have kind of a an expensive option in uh, uh, Conforto for the Mets. Um, I probably would go f- with him, but uh, it's two fifty. But I'm afraid that he doesn't. He's too injury prone for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I wish he could just play the entire year and then see what kind of player he is. So I'm also juggling that one. And finally, a real dark horse. I just kind of like Madison Bumgarner. Mm. He's with the, with the Arizona. He's got a hefty price tag at $2 for me. Uh, he had a bad year last year. But uh, I'm, I'm starting pitchers are good ones. are hard to uh, hard to get cheap. So... Uh, I'm also toying with that. So that's my list. One of the things I was going to ask you is, uh, do you not have you have Trey Turner too, right? No, he uh, he went off. He did. Okay. He, yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't keep him. All right. Uh, so with the bump garner thing, it's funny you mentioned it because his name keep, comes up in a lot of you know blogs and posts and as someone to keep an eye on. If it was 
at his former price of dollar seventy make it a little easier to to swallow instead of the two dollars? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. The the other thing it it kind of dawned on me, and it's only been well, this is for, from our two thousand nineteen season, but Ender uh, and Carte. NCRT. NCRT, whatever. At two dollars and fifty cents, like I, that guy looks like he can't play anymore. And it's funny that, like, in less than twenty months, this, like, you look at that price, you're like, well, who would pay two fifty for that guy? But I guess coming out of the eighteen season, he was still really good player. And last year, yeah, it kind of showed, like, all right, this guy may be done, right? And I got, I have kind of a history of really wasting high priced retention players, so uh, (laughs) that. that was disappointing because uh, he never really even got out of, the, out of the gate and he was done probably in the first month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy I wanted to ask you about was Austin Riley. Was he in your thought process at all or you just kind of pushed him out? I don't believe I have Austin Riley, do I? Well, I'm looking at him. Well, I'll have to go back and look at that then because yes, he would be. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Tom. This is Jamie. Um, hopefully, um, I, I always like Raj that I saw Trey Turner on here, and and I know when when Bob Freeze um, comes up with this list, he doesn't um, exclude people that have been retained for for three years. But uh, good for you for looking at that, and hopefully we can rely upon you um, after retention is submitted next Saturday to go through everybody's list to make sure, yeah. and and I'll do the same. I generally do go through them to make sure everything's good, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a couple questions, because I also see Austin Riley on here, who I was assuming, if he is on your uh, team, that you would retain um, at $0.25. Cents. But um, it, it seemed it did seem a little bit strange to me. Um, the, one of the other people that I had noted here for you is J.D. Davis, mm. um, who would go from $0.15 cents to $0.50. Cents. You, you, yeah. You're not a J.D. Davis fan? I didn't mention him, but I have him. I'm looking at him here. I do have him on my list. Yes, he might have been one of my top five. Um, I like, I like what I'm hearing about him. Uh, I like the fact that he's playing regular. Um, yeah, so I did miss him on my on my first uh, my first go round. Okay. So I have, <laughs> I have options. Yeah, you yeah, do. yours aren't yeah. as clear cut as, as, as like mine were fairly clear cut because I didn't really have that many people, and it was like either pay up or just just drop off. And you got people right in that mid range that makes it really difficult. It's a good problem to have, but uh, I, I the, the, I'm going to be second guessing all next <laughs> year so, or all this year. So uh, and, yeah. and then the last one I wanted to talk to you about is you know friend of the space auditors uh, Christian Walker. Um, you have some hesitancy in terms of retaining him? I, what I've read so far, I don't see the commitment from Arizona to him that I would like to see. Okay. But at a quarter, I think he's probably going to make the cut. I probably will retain him. Okay. Well, I, I would encourage you, um, being a competitor, I would encourage you not to retain him because uh, <laughs> I, I would get him then. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I might just let him go and see what he goes for then. That might be interesting. <laughs> I think he's like right behind Mike Jastrzemski. <laughs> hey, I took a lot of heat for him. Yeah, I know you did, and it, it, it panned out. He's it the first league darling now. So um, <laughs> when, when somebody brings him up, I think Roger's probably going to bring him up first in the draft and see if he can hit two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I, I will laugh out loud if he's the first guy up. I will say that. <laughs> And everybody looked at me like I'm nuts, or than they think I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you got anything else about retention, Jamie? No, it looks like like Tom's list. I, I like what he brought up. Uh, everybody he had talked about, um, except for obviously Corbin and and and, and Bumgarner, um, were offensive players. But you know, Tom's right that pitching is just so tough, and it's. If I look at the retention list, most people are going to be retaining offensive players, and I imagine that you know players like Walker Bueller and Kershaw and Degrom are just going to go for a boatload of money. Yeah, yeah, that, I think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about what about Zach Davies? What do you think of him? What do you think of him? Well, he's at the right age for me. I like where he's at. 
I just don't like him as with the Cubs. Yeah, wh- why did you say but, that? Uh, what, 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 what's the difference between pitching in Chicago and pitching in Milwaukee? Oh, he's in San Diego last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. No, you're right. That's the difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. no. Otherwise, there wouldn't be. No. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, that that's, no. a, that's a canyon out there. <laughs> yeah. Out there. And I think, I believe that helped him. Okay. I, I see where you're going with that. The only concern I have with Zach Davies, I mean, everybody is is um, is good at a certain price. The only problem I have with Zach Davies is his lack of strikeouts. Um, so, the, yeah. so that would be a knock on how much I'd be willing to pay for him. But but other than that, I mean, he's the right age, 28 years old, had a great year last year. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right, Tom. Hey, we're going to play a couple games with you. <clears throat> All right, so – uh, the first game's called Shoots and Ladders. It's something we, it, this is new. All right, so I'm going to give you a player that's playing now, and you're going to tell me if they're on the shoot this year, which is the down, or the ladder, climbing up. Now, understand that everyone is on a shoot for the wrong price, and everyone's on a ladder for a right price. But this is just in general. All right? Okay. All right. Yeah. So the first one, David Price, shoot or ladder? Shoot. Shoot. Okay. Nick Senzel. Shoot. All right. Last one. Mike Yastrzemski. <laughs> Most definitely ladder. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is good. He is he is getting old though, so he's not as young as uh I mean he came up late, so I you know, he's kind of hitting his spot. Hopefully, right now. Okay, so maybe another year on the ladder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the next game is called "Marry, Date, Don't Return the Call." So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a player, and one of them is is now, uh, and the, the other ones are from bo- former Bush League players from the '80s and '90s. And I want you to tell us if you were married to that player, like you would spend money to go get him if you could. You dated him, like if you got him, it was great. If not. Uh, or don't return the call. Like you would, you, you got stung one time, and you're just not interested. You understand? Yes. Okay. Marry, date, don't return the call. Patrick Corbin. Marry. Yeah. All right. That was kind of easy. That was too easy. Keith Hernandez. Marry. Oh. All right. Here's an old one. Kilvio Veras. <laughs> Who? Come on, you know who he is. Say, say the name again. Kilvio Varis. He played with the with the Marlins, the Padres, and the Braves. And I'm 90s. thinking don't return don't return the calls since I don't know who he is. <laughs> well, he averaged about 35 stolen bases a year for the seven years he played. That's why I threw threw his name out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. So a couple of those shoots and ladders were Bill's guys. So we're going to ask him about that. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, Tom. Are you getting excited? All right. Are you getting excited? I you, am. You don't get I am. excited I about just, stuff, do you? I've been uh, – I'm, now I'm ready to figure out who's going to do what. I, I, I got all my lists gone, and I'm ready to go. Okay. All right. And you're staying over? I am staying over, yes. Okay, good. It'll be a good time. All right, Jamie, you got anything else? Jamie might have dropped off for a minute. All right, Tom, uh, we will okay. see you on the uh, 27th and the uh, the retention's due by this time next week. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got it, Tom. Good All seeing right. you. All right. Take care. Yep. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thanks, Tom. Right. All right, Jamie. You, hey, Rob. You're back with us. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I am, I am with you. And, uh, you know, we have our next guest. Uh, on the line, which is Bill Salandong, um owner of, of the Statman. Bill, how are you doing Welcome, today? Welcome, Bill. Morning. Morning, Rog. Morning, James. I'm on speakerphone. Tell me how this sounds. If it's too, uh, sounds too spacey, I can always take off speakerphone. No, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Bill, you've been uh, getting your list together, looking at your retention. You, you have some thoughts? Do you have a plan so far? Uh, everybody has a plan, Raj, until they get hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, looking at your list, you got quite a few players that that could be in the mix of your of your retention, right? I do, and this is what makes it difficult, right? And and I'm every year I have this kind of issue where I don't have anybody who's like a, a like great. My retention's never great, but there's always those. What should I do? Shouldn't do. And so I'm in this again this year. Maybe you guys can help me with this. But yeah, I, I do have a list of people. Um, so I can I'm happy to chat about that. Or do you just how, how do you guys want to go about this? Yeah, go ahead and share some of your thoughts about you know where you're at and, and who you're kind of locked into and who you're up in the air with. Yeah. So who I'm locked into? The first one is, is Jack Flaherty. Yeah. Right? I think that that makes sense. Right. I got Jack for. Uh, I don't forget now. Is it a quarter or fifty cents this year? It's fifty. It will be fifty cents this year. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um, the other one, and I'd like to chat with Roger about this one. Um, I'm going to retain Andrew McCutcheon. Ooh. That was my other one that I call as a lock, right? I think he's a quarter. Yeah. What do you think about that, Rog? Uh, I, I mean, I watch him every day, and he goes yep. through periods where he plays really well. And like last year, at the beginning of last year, I thought he was done because he was right. hitting hard ground balls to the shortstop. And I thought, this guy can't get the ball in the air anymore. Because McCutcheon's deal right. is getting the ball in the alley where he can get to second base. And when he was winning the MVP, he was an MVP candidate. He was putting the ball over the wall. And I thought, like, sure. all right, he's still making good contact, but maybe his legs gave out on him. And then he ran – he had that six-week stretch where he was, he was playing really well for you and the Phillies, Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think overall he had a good year last year. Yeah, I think I I think that's what he does now, right? He doesn't steal bags. No. He doesn't really hit for average, but mm -mm. if they keep him at the top of the lineup, yeah. I'm hoping to get enough value out of him. Again, it's a quarter, right? If it was I hate to say but even fifty cents and certainly at a dollar I would have reservations. But for a quarter, uh I'm gonna keep him and, and hope his his knee and his thirty three or thirty four year old body can at least give me a, a decent year. Yeah, I, I I think you're right with the quarter thing. Yeah, I I think that's probably a a, uh, a good buy. And you're right, he hits at the top of the lineup, so maybe he can score some runs for you. Yeah, that, that's definitely the hope. Um, hey, another guy hey. that, go ahead. No, I was just going to jump in here, Bill. Sorry about that. I think the problem is, Raj, is that you, you, you see him every day. And I, I think at this price, he's a great pick, and then – you pick him, and you look at the end of the year, and he's got nice, solid stats. But if you go game to game, it's it's probably a little bit maddening um, to watch. Yeah, I I felt like that watching Hunter Pence. Like I couldn't watch that okay. guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, who else you got, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so another guy that I'm I'm struggling with because I don't know how many abs he's going to get, and he always had this upside. I've had him forever. And, uh, is Nick Senzel. <laughs> again, I think I get him for a quarter, right? So, again, I'm hoping maybe I can get a little production from him and he gets enough at-bats to at least justify the $0.25 cents I'm paying for him. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's been talked about for four years. I know. I know. And I don't know if that window's closing. I mean, they've talked about trading him, actually, and I'm not sure where that's going, but hopefully uh, he gets some A-Bs. So, Bill, what you'll want to do is listen to this podcast because uh, Tom weighed in on Nick Senzel. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Tom's the guy, right? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to, to actually hear this now since I, I did miss all of what he had to say. Oh, I'll do that. And then and then it gets even crazier now. This is where I'm like, ah, I don't know. But here's what I'm thinking. And, again, this could subject to change in the next six days. I'm actually now thinking of keeping Julio Urias, right, the pitcher for the, the Dodgers. Yeah. It would be a quarter for me. Um, I think he, he really, you know, kind of moved up a little bit in status last year, especially in the playoffs. And I just think for a quarter I can get something out of him, whether they're going to use him as starter or long relief. I don't know, maybe even close. I, I just think he has value at a quarter. Okay. Yeah. I, I... Okay. And then, and, and then I get – I don't know what I'm doing, right? Um, I have to admit, you guys may be surprised, and I could always pull it back. The next guy I may keep is going to be Joe Musgrove. Mm. I can keep him for a dollar, right? And I'm debating between him and, and think about this. Chris Paddock would also be for a dollar. I don't know what to do with those two guys. You'd think Paddock has more upside, but I like Musgrove going to San Diego now. 
So, and Jamie and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We're going to see this year if Joe Musgrove's a good pitcher. Because he always had that I heard thing. you guys talk. Yeah. He always had, well, he, he's on a bad team. He, you know, he, it's in Pittsburgh. It's Balls get out of there. We're going to see if Joe Musgrove can really pitch this year. Yep. And, yeah. and if I'm fatalist about it, I'll say I could really jinx him. But, but I don't know. <laughs> um, the other guy I'm thinking of, right, and, and, and I'll have to admit, I think when we change the statistics from at bat, or sorry, batting average to OPS, I, I'm not sure about Jeff McNeil now. I could have him for a buck fifty, but I don't know if I want him now since he's more of a high average guy and less of a really big power guy. Okay, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Um, yeah. One of the guys that I was wondering what would be Marquis, starting pitcher for Colorado. Yeah. He, he is the other guy that's I'm, I'm not sure, right? Musgrove, Paddock, Marquez, I don't know what to do okay. with those guys. Yep. Definitely. He'll give me strikeouts, but, you know, I never want to look at the, the games that he pitches when he's pitching in Colorado, right? Because it's just, it can be really ugly. Yeah. And I'm, uh, the other thing, too, is uh, I'm, Jamie brought it up last week about Trevor's story. Are they going to start unloading people for, right. for younger talent? And is he someone, you know, you could get some value out of that guy. Young yeah, starting yeah, pitcher. And, right. If they trade him to a National League team that's a more, uh, friendly ballpark well then his his value goes up as opposed to a hitter right yeah yeah absolutely all right so uh, go ahead. And, then, and then i guess as a reserve reserve still oyster i still have mitch keller that i think i'm going to tag along right just can bring him along for another year and see what he does so you would you would keep him as on your reserve roster and just forgo your first pick your reserve pick that, that's what i'm thinking of okay but, but i don't right. know right that's a this is, that's all. This is all like in play right now. Yeah, and Keller's going to. I mean, he's going to pitch. Ian, he's going to pitch this year, and yeah, that that's a. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, he would go in the draft easily. Yeah, it's just you never know. Young pitcher pitching for one of the worst teams in baseball. Is there any value to him this year? Well, maybe not. <laughs> but maybe next year. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a tough call. Of course, he he's. Yeah, and he's pretty young still, right, Keller? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I think he's still pretty young. Okay, so it's not like they would deal him yet. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, Jamie, what, what are your thoughts there? Um, I, I, I like, it. you know, this is kind of like um, a matchup between Chris Paddock and, and Joe Musgrove, right? Because I'm, I'm kind of thinking they should be the same type of pitcher. So it's they're going for the same price on the same team, and it's mm-hmm. interesting. I guess you're going to pick one or one of the two of those, Bill? That's what I'm Either. looking at right now, so I think I've kind okay. of agreed in the four that I mentioned before then. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that you had said is that you, you think here are the people, you, you had gone through the list that you're thinking of right now, um, but you're not sure in six days. What, what would make you change your mind uh, one way or another um, in terms um, of changing picks? Yeah, I mean, there's the obvious ones. Obviously, if someone um, is injured, right, if they get hurt, or if there's ever any type of trade that could happen in the next six days, that would do it. Uh, I'm not a huge concern, like, looking at spring training stats necessarily. Um, So so I might be just doing a little more research, checking out a few more websites and looking at at projections to see, you know, ultimately which one I might want to keep. And, and that's where I was headed. You know, let's just say Chris Paddock throws four scoreless innings with five strikeouts, and Joe Musgrove goes two innings and gives up six runs um, this coming week. Does that change your mind at all? It, it does change it a little bit, but I don't know that it'll. it'll I don't, yeah, it does change it. I'll admit it. I, I just don't know to what degree. That's when that subjectivity really plays in. Okay. And then the other thing I have is. Um, I, 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 if you could help Tom scrub this list once retention is, is submitted, because it looks like um, Bob Freeze did a great job preparing this two years ago, but it, it just needs to be pressure checked because um, he has Mitch Keller on here, um, not as a reserve, but it would cost 25 cents. But I don't think you ever used him in 2019. Is that correct? That's correct. I never, I never put him up in my active roster. Yeah, no. yeah. So I, I think we, we just want to, to make sure and good for you for for looking. Um, but I, I think everybody that you have on this list. Um, oh, the only other one, uh, Raj and I talked about um, ahead of this. Uh, Sterling Castro. Where, where do you fall on him? Well, so he would be for a dollar, right? Um, 
Yeah, I didn't see, like, I didn't even know if he'd give me a dollar's worth of value. I, it, I is he kind of like... Is he kind of like McNeil with the, the switch from batting average to OPS uh, as a category that it loses some of his uh, his luster? It, it could, and I have to admit, I know like when he the way he played, I didn't actually remember the stats last year. Um, I'm sure he was any good, but in 19, he just took off from All Star break to the end of the year. Yeah, he, he helped you win it. Yeah, thank you. He looked at his numbers before that; they weren't that good, and even the year before, they weren't that good, right? So I just don't know. He's he's not young anymore. I I just didn't think about keeping him for for a dollar, right? I, I think he would have been my whatever that be eighth or ninth consideration, but he kind of dropped off my radar. But but the other side of that is is that you, you'll have an interest in watching all the Nationals games. I, I know, yeah. There's always, <laughs> there's always that, right? I would have that interest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So this is uh, I, I'm, I got your your roster retention roster up now, uh, and keeping with the theme of March Madness, I guess like if you wanted to go with Marquez and Paddock, the last two out would be McCutcheon and Zenzel. Like it's what? like if if you were yeah. going to replace uh, Paddock and, and Marquez, I guess McCutcheon and Zenzel, because I guess you're going to keep Yarius. It seems like you're kind of locked into him. Well, yeah, I actually say I, I would no. I would say I'm I'm locked into McCutcheon. Okay, I really am. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, I would think about uh, yeah dropping Senzel or, or or one of those other guys like Musgrove if I'm thinking about Paddock and or uh, Marquez. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's, yeah. You you got some good young pitchers on there. I mean, you got four of them yeah. that are that are pretty good. I, I could go that way and really solidify my pitching. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I don't know what the strategy. I think, again, it's not easy, but I could also see what everybody else is doing and, like, see if people are going hitting heavy, pitching heavy, right? There's all that strategy sure, yeah. that could play into my yep. reserves. But, 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 but also it might just be here, here it is, and, I, and I'll take my chances. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Yeah. You got anything else, Jay? No, that's good. I like that. Uh, all right, Bill. Often, this is always interesting to me when I look at my, you know, I kind of get excited looking at my um, uh, possible retention, and maybe it's just like a vanity thing. I look in the mirror, and I'm like, you know, I, I look pretty good. And then I look at everybody else, and I'm like, damn, I am pretty ugly compared to everybody else's retention, right? It's never nearly as good as everybody else's, and it happens every year. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, we talk, we talked about that last week. Um, I, I I personally think that there's three teams: um, Josh's team, Bob Kirk's team, and Sam's team right. that that have the you know are head and shoulders um, uh, above everybody else in terms of retention. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's always a hard trade-off, right? Because um, I'm big on competing every year, and I, I think if you can compete every year, you're always going to have some players that you want to be able to retain. It's just that they might not be at a value price. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Bill, we're going to play a couple games with you. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to last week. Did you listen to last week's? I've listened to everyone. Yeah, I got through them um, yesterday, in fact. Okay. Two, so yeah. All right, so we're going to play some shoots and ladders with you. Okay. All right, so again, uh, caveat, everyone's on a shoot for a bad price and everyone's on a ladder for a good price, but just in general. You know, what What are your thoughts? Uh, first one, shoot or ladder? Clayton Kershaw. Uh, so there's no other third choice. No. That's not the game. <laughs> and as, as Jamie said yesterday, there's going to be a lot of um and ah and hesitance. And uh, I have to go shoot, even though I love Clayton, Clayton Kershaw. At some point, it's like that arm and back and shoulder just aren't going to be able to give him what he's been getting. So I'm going to have to go shoot on him. Okay. All right. Uh, Jock Peterson. I like Jock Peterson. I am going ladder on him. Absolutely. Okay. He's having a great spring, by the way. All right. And last one, Zach Davies. Ooh, I don't even know where he is. He's with, he's with the Cubs. Cubs. Uh, he's a cub. I'm going to have to go uh, shoot on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said cub. I, although I did give, I give Peterson a ladder, so I guess it's not all anti-cub. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. All right. I, I think one of those was Tom's guys. So, yeah. So a- actually, the last two, both uh, Peterson two and Dave. Yep. That's right. Um, all right. The next one, uh, marry, date, don't return a call. Uh, 
So these are former yeah, players. Uh, tell me if you're married to him, you just dated him, or you didn't return the call. Uh, first one, yeah. Lee, Lee Smith. Oh, married. married. I used to love Lee Smith. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, second one, Otis Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Otis, my man. Um, I can't remember. I, I think just date. Obviously, there was like three or four years where he had value. Yeah, and then he didn't. So date. Okay. And I really wanted to date. I really wanted to date him that night in St. Louis. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> and last one we have here is Daryl Whitmore. Oh boy, thank you for that. Uh, that that was definitely a date thing. It was an infatuation with him. Uh, like I got to meet him and everything, uh, but but definitely. A date or two, and I realized now that we are just not compatible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, we Jamie and I struggled to come up with that guy's last name. Yeah, we we yeah, Whitehead, White White Side. We yeah, and finally it yeah. clicked. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, uh, they were they were good ones. Um, and uh, yeah, the, uh, well, Tom won't listen, but yeah, you've kind of weighed in on two of his players. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Bill. Uh, you're all set for two weeks to drive up the PA. Yeah, I am really looking forward to this. This should this should be this should be fun. I'm a little nervous about the fact that James has been retired now for a whole year and has had like a whole year to prepare for this, and it's going to be tough, man. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I guess nobody's going to be sitting near him, but it's going to be a fun draft. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting together, everybody. Thanks for arranging all that. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Bill, if I can speak to that, um, you shouldn't be afraid because when I was working, I would really put more time in um, on weekends regarding the draft. Now that I have all the time in the world, it, it, it's kind of like a teenager sitting around for a test, right, that you have all the time in the world. And so I'll, I'll just be uh, I'll be cramming a couple days beforehand. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, this, I'm really looking forward to it. And it sounds like almost everybody, if not everybody, is, is staying over, so. So, so yeah, that's going to be a fun day in, in what, 13 days? Yep. Uh, yeah, retention through this time next week, I believe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was good to have you on. It's good to hear your voice. It's been a little bit. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Sounds good, guys. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, all right? It's, again, it's about the best hour I spend about every every, uh, every week outside of church, right? It's a great time. So thanks for what you're doing. It's going to get better, right? We're going to have a baseball season. We're going to have a full season, I hope, and you guys are going to have some good stuff to discuss. All right, man. It was good talking to you. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Bill. All right, yep. take care. See you. All right, Jamie. Um, yeah, that was interesting. And, and Yeah, that was good. And, I, I liked how each of the uh, two owners, Bill and, and Tom, before him, kind of went through and looked at their rosters, and, you know, you got a little bit into uh, what they were thinking, um, which is a little bit different than what, what I was. And, uh, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, he brought up a good point about Jeff McNeil. Yeah, that's uh, a really good point about the batting average thing. And uh, I'm I'm looking at his stats now, and yeah, he he does hit for average. And I'm look trying to see what kind of you know run scored he has. He scores in the 80s. Well, he's only really had one full year, so I mean, who knows what he does? So, um, but he doesn't steal bases. He had 23 homers his last full season. I mean, that's a pretty good number, and it, his OPS is nine nine sixteen again as the last full season. So I don't know. I mean, he, he does have some value. That, that's a pretty good, pretty. That's a pretty solid OPS. Okay, let yeah. me throw in another thing: um, is position flexibility with yeah. Jeff McNeil. Yeah. Um, because of our rules last year, um, we we said that we were going to stick to ten games at each position because he played twelve at second base. Uh, he just missed out a third at, you know, nine games, and he played um, 30 games in the outfield. Um, if he had second, third, and outfield yeah. eligibility, that really makes him an interesting choice. Yeah, it makes him a lot more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. especially in a in – a, I know you hate this word, unprecedented times we are now. Uh, with, <laughs> with guys going on the DL for whatever, you know, the COVID thing, he – he gives you a lot of flexibility in your lineup. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then, so right now we're at the semifinals 
of the worst pop culture phrase. You ready? I am. All right. So, eight seed, uh, chillax against bling, and bling was the five seed. Which is which is the worst of the two? Um, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna take the upset here again mm. and take chillax just because uh, I've I've heard that used and more overused than than bling. Maybe it's because most of the people I hang around with don't have any bling. <laughs> okay, and then two uh, C don't go there against talk to the hand. Which is the worst of the two? Uh, this one's a little bit easier for me. Talk to the hand. Okay. Um, by by far, as we talked about with the gesturing. All right. So before we roll out today, we'll uh, we'll get your your finals pick. Um, okay, and I can't I can't mess this one up, can I? Like I did last. No, week. there's no there's no music to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Twib notes this week in beer brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, I got a local beer today, Jay. Lancaster Brewing Company from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Have you ever had anything from them? Yeah, I have. Um, I actually like their beer, and I want to say that I've actually been to their brew pub in Lancaster. It was probably four or five years ago. Okay. Um, I haven't had any of their beers recently, but, but they, they do a really nice job there. Yeah, so I got the Hop Belly, Hop Belly IPA. So from what you explained to me last week, so it's not a double IPA. So it's, and it's not it's not real hazy. It's not as hazy as last week's um, beer, but it is a little more. It is a, it is still hazy. Is that because of it's they're they're dropping that lactose in there? No, this this isn't this isn't a New England or um, hazy IPA. I think this is just a, a traditional um, IPA from what I can remember that they have. Um, I, I would guess before you before you tell me what you thought of it, um, that's probably going to be a little bit more bitter for you because it is a traditional IPA that probably doesn't have quite the same flavor profile as the hazy IPAs that you had last week. Uh, it, yeah, it is a little, yeah, it is a little more bitter, but I'm my my palate's starting to change a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very smooth, so it it's not real hoppy. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of af, uh, aftertaste, I guess. I don't I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would I would again I would buy a six pack of this too. Um, this Excellent. Was, yeah, this is very good. Um, well, well, that's really good because um, on, on the IBU scale, which is international, I think it's uh, the bettering units. Um, it, it's actually fairly high. It's a sixty um, in terms of IBUs. So it's, it's actually fairly um, bitter. And, you know, this is the hardest part for a lot of beer drinkers to get by is the, the, the bitterness of, of hops. And the second thing is the coloring of beer, which we're going to start to move you into that and get you into some stouts and porters. Yeah, I, I, I know. I need to keep an open mind with this. I'm not really a stout porter person. I don't like the look of them. And it's really just That's what I'm saying. aesthetic. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's nothing more than that. Um, but – but yeah, like I said, my palate's changing a little bit, and this is really good. My my fear through this whole process of me ch- trying new beers is I still I still can't recognize <coughs> I still can't recognize if I'm at a restaurant or a bar like what I'm going to like based off of the description of it. Do you understand what I mean? I do. Yeah, I do. But you're getting there. But but but, but you're starting to branch out. Um, we'll actually have Rick give the scientific background, right. and then you know Tom, Tom Bill, and I, who who, who all like um, beer, will will you know be able to um, tell you about our favorites and have you try different ones. Yeah. But you know that's that's why if you remember when you came over to to to, to the party that I had um, a couple of years ago, um, we had those small little tasting glasses. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, Stan was here. And Stan looked at me when I gave him one of those glasses. He was like looking at it like, this is all I get to drink, three ounces, four ounces? <laughs> so, so Tom had to kind of fill him in that, no, it, it's because you want to taste all kinds of different beers. <laughs> but I, I think he falls into the uh, yingling spectrum. Yeah. Um, so 
we got to work on Stan when we see him next time. Yeah, he, uh, he was he, he was like the former me that he thought beer came in sixteen ounce cans. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll have a before and after picture. Right, and he's the before picture. Yeah, so uh, Hop Belly IPA, Lancaster Brewing Company. Yeah, very good. It, 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 it's good. Uh, you have a note on here on the Dogfish Head Cocktails, because we talked about that last week. Uh, my brother-in-law yeah. picked up a four-pack for me of the Whiskey Sour, and it's, it's, it was made with scotch. Um, I, I drank – I had a glass of it. It's, it's really good. Yeah. It, 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 I think I'm right. It's for people like me who – think it'd be like hey do you want to have a cocktail but i don't have any of the ingredients so i'm not really sure how to make it mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. it's easy you, the it, the four pack was about 14 bucks and each can probably could serve you know two to three drinks all right is, is it like a, a eight ounce nine ounce or 12 ounce can do you know it's long and thin yeah, it's probably a 12 ounce can yeah Oh, yeah. okay. So that's 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 not a bad price point. No, I, I that was a really good price point. So I I got the whiskey sour, and it, yeah, you don't need to add anything. You don't need to shake it. You just crack it open, pour it in a glass with ice, and you yeah, if you want ice, and you run with it. It yeah, and it was good. Yeah, and it wasn't real strong. You know what I mean? I, I've had beers that are stronger than that. So again, okay. I I think it's made for people like me. Who no, it yeah. it. it you, you, you know what? That's that's it's perfect. Uh, summer's day. You're on the deck and like, hey, I don't feel like going through uh, mixing all this. I don't have um, all the spirits or all the ingredients. Yeah. I'll just crack one open, pour it over ice, boom, done. Or if you're going to a uh, let's just say a fantasy baseball draft and uh, don't want to bring all of the uh, the spirits with you, boom, you have a uh, you have a drink right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, I, I have three more. You know, I'll. I think I think it'll be a type of thing where I'm, in, you know, if I'm in the mood and it's sunny out, like on the deck after work, I think I'll have one. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was good, and I think they have two other ones right now, and I think they're vodka based, like fruit vodka based. But I, I didn't want to try that. I wanted to try that whiskey sour. So yeah, it was good. Um, nice. Yeah. So today in baseball history, so we have some unique ones here. 1954, Hank Aaron, 20-year-old Hank Aaron. Plays his first spring game with the Braves. He replaced Bobby Thompson, who broke his ankle. I didn't know Bobby Thompson shot her around the world. Bobby Thompson played with uh, Milwaukee. But in his first spring game, Aaron collected three hits with a homer. And believe it or not, the Braves offered him a major league contract after that. And he almost won rookie of the year. So that's a pretty good, you know, pretty good intro to Hank Aaron in in a spring game. So we last week we, we talked about um, Albert Pujols and his you know amazing ten first ten years in in the major leagues and uh, just just his remarkable consistency and, and how that may have been one of the five best starts to a major league career. Um, we've talked about Hank Aaron uh, basically just over the course of his whole whole career just being so steady and just putting up such such good numbers and and I think you actually may have convinced me that he may be the greatest major league offensive player of all time. Yeah, I, I still think he is. And I, I'm, he finished fourth in rookie of the year. Uh, a guy named Wally Moon from the Cardinals uh, finished first. And he, he had a really good year. Uh, and Ernie Banks finished second. So, I mean, he, he had some pretty good company in that, in that first year. Um, and, it's, and it's not surprising that Aaron comes out the gate like that. It's like, hey, Thompson broke his ankle. You want to play today? Sure. Uh, I got three hits and a homer. Yeah. Um, And then 1993, Major League Executive Committee bans Shotzi 2 from Major League Stadiums. Do you remember remember this (laughs) with the dog? Yeah, that's the dog, right? Yeah. Of March Shot. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. And uh, I looked her up, and she, she might be the worst sports owner in the history of sports. Um, why do you say that? Uh, Anti-Semitic, anti-race, um, had no understanding of how to deal with people, and yeah, she was she was bad. I mean, she was okay. she was in the paper constantly, and I'm surprised Major League Baseball didn't get rid of her sooner. And, and you um, know, she's the one that hired Pete Rose to be the player manager, and then she was the owner through all that 
Banning. She was the owner when they won the World Series, too. So, um, But I think she was more of a distraction than anything else. I, I, she was definitely more of a distraction. Well, uh, Steinbrenner had a longer run of a distraction, but she was pretty bad while she owned that team. Um, you can certainly convince me that she was certainly the worst owner of, of her era. Um, and, and I think just like players... I think owners need to be compared in their era. Um, obviously, there were a lot of bad owners. Um, yeah, that's true. Prior to the breaking of the of the of the color line, and you know that would keep um, people of color out of baseball. And you know that's that's one thing to look at in terms of a bad owner. And number two is how they treated players from a financial standpoint, um, as well as an individual standpoint. So, yeah, I I, I would have to agree with you uh, in terms of of March shot. Um, Although it's interesting, um, the dog was was Shotzi, right? Was Shotzi, that male yeah. or female dog? Do you know? I don't know. It was All one right. of those big Saint Bernards. Okay, because um, you you know that in German the um, the word Shotzi it means girlfriend. Oh, it does. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. You remember? I'm American. I'm I'm unilingual. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so am I. I just know enough, you know, the old saying is I just know enough words in different languages to get my face slapped. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, and then lastly, uh, today in 2003, Bob Euchre is selected to the Hall of Fame in the broadcasting wing. And I, I don't know one person that's ever said a bad word about this guy. Um, he is he is really funny. Isn't he? Um, yeah. Have you ever? I mean, his his self-deprecating humor. Um, he, he was a, kind of a fixture on the Tonight Show with yes. um, yeah. Johnny Carson, yeah. and was was just really good, right? But but, but you remember him um, in? Oh God, what 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 movie was that? Major um, League. Thank you. He was just so good. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, and and it fit his personality that. That Harry Doyle character fit, fit his personality. Harry he, Doyle, right? When he take the whiskey and he he put it on his finger and put dab it behind his ears, like it was perfume. <laughs> or the pitch that goes to the backstop and he goes just outside. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. He was a fixture on Johnny Carson. And if if uh, you ever want to get a laugh, you know, just YouTube a couple of those things. I think one of the funniest things he ever said is when the. It was, he either got signed by the Braves or the Phillies. He played on both teams, but he said the scout said it. You know, it'll be a thousand thousand dollar signing bonus, and he said something like, "My dad didn't have that kind of money to give to him." <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And you know what? He he was um, wasn't he Mr. Belvedere? He was Mr. Was yeah. on Mr. Belvedere? Yeah, yeah. he yeah he. I used to watch it when I was in college. It was reruns. It would come on like okay. eleven o'clock, and I, I didn't have class. And yeah, I, I would watch it. He was he was pretty funny in that too. Yeah, he played a newspaper reporter out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was his character. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and you know what? Um, I still listen to because I have MLB um, TV. I I will listen to some of um, when when he is on and he's doing some of the Brewers games. Yeah. And he, I think he's like Vince Gully, where he, he doesn't have a color man. He's the radio guy. And, and you know, that's really interesting because um, I, I never really listened to, to Vince Scully until later. But just to be able to do what he does yeah. um, and, and do it by himself over the whole broadcast yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is amazing to be able to. And you you need stories to fill in. You know what I mean? To You need you need stories. And. Obviously, Euchre has him, and he's great at telling them. Uh, and I think he got his his real nas- national spotlight when he used to do the Monday Night Baseball in the playoffs and stuff for ABC and and um, NBC. So yeah, he he's and he's easy to listen to. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, you you, you could probably do this podcast um, without me, but not not vice versa. It, it, it's it's just hard. Yeah, I don't know if, I, if that's true. It would, per- yeah, but it's difficult. You and, and a lot of it's preparation. Like these guys prepare. Yeah. You know, you just don't walk into the booth and start yakking. I mean, they do a lot of preparation. Um, and he's been with the Brewers for a long time, probably since the early '70s when he started doing it. 
So yeah, yeah. Hey, one last one of my favorite quotes from from Bob Euchre because I was just going through and taking a look. He goes because uh, he, he he was a catcher, obviously uh, major league catcher. He goes the way to catch a knuckleball is to wait until it stops rolling, then pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it with such a straight face when he says stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, if you if you ever want to get a laugh, just YouTube this guy because he was in those Miller Lite commercials, right? Right in the front row. Yeah. And they actually put yeah, a statue. Yeah, he was popular for that, too. You're yeah. right. They have a statue of uh, in Miller Park, don't they, of him? Yeah, um, the, all the way in the top row. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. There's not many people that have statues of, of themselves in, in a baseball stadium. And, uh, yeah, good for Bob Euchre. All right. Uh, worst pop culture phrase, finals. Jamie. Yes. Chillax. All right. More, chillax. more pressure. Chillax versus talk to the hand. What's the worst one? Um, it, th- this is unlike last week where it was very difficult. This one is very clear for me. And when I saw these, it, it, it just jumped out at me. And that's got to be the number three seat, talk to the hand. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just hate the whole motion. And um, it, it, it was really probably just meant for teenagers. So when you saw a, a grown adult doing that, it was like, please. I just want to stab him in the eye. <laughs> we don't. We, we're not about violence on this show. Oh uh, no, no, not. I, I just said I, I would. I would like to. I would never endorse violence. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So we're two weeks out from the draft. Less than two weeks out. We are a week out from retention. It looks like Major League Baseball's got their stuff together, and we're moving forward with this. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, you know, in terms of the draft, um, it was nice. Um, Katie from the Hilton Garden Inn reached out to me and said they wanted to uh, release some of the rooms because we had a, a block of 10 that were um, preserved for us. And um, all the owners got back to me right away, and we were good with what we had. So um, I think we're all locked in in terms of um, our rooms. You're going to be sending out um, an, an email, right, in terms of suggestions of what people should bring, talk about uh, lunch and dinner, yeah. um, yep. those types of things, right? You got okay. it. Yep. Uh, what are you walking off with today? Well, um, you had helped me with this walk-off because I didn't notice it until I, I noticed it, uh, I guess, in the news feed later in the week. But uh, I think we're going to bid happy trails to A-Rod and J-Lo who have <laughs> – um, split up, isn't that right? Yeah, that's what the reports are saying. Yep, it's a uh, it's yeah. a sad week. Yeah, um, and I, and I guess the thing that that makes it really tough is that you, you couldn't have found found a couple that was really made for each other. <laughs> well, he'll find someone else. <laughs> I, the, the the reports on People Magazine are, are is that he already has, and that's what led to this. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, we got a couple more weeks till he shows up on Sunday Night Baseball. Maybe someone else will uh, pop up. Yeah. Oof! Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. What are you walking off with? Uh, well, I'm walking off with an apology. I'm walking off an with an apology. Po- yeah, to my doctor, because uh, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, I walked in the, I made an appointment. I told him, hey, my my shoulder and my arm, my right arm's falling asleep intermittently over the past six months while I'm sleeping and i i've tried to done stretching and whatnot and he said all right so he started off on a on an anti-inflammatory thing it wasn't working mm-hmm. so he said i'm gonna he said i think it's your carpal tunnel i'm gonna send you to get an eeg so i went to the eeg guy and he sent he tested the the time that my you know he sent shocks up my wrist and measured it all the way up to my shoulder and he's like i think your shoulder problems coming from this and it's like there's no way that's like i can't throw a baseball anymore it, it it gets it gets uh it starts hurting me my shoulder um after about five or six throws i think that's something with my shoulder and he said no i i think it's this carpal tunnel he said i'm i'm almost positive and i i argue, i'm not argued with him but i was like i don't see how that's the case but we'll do it and I'll be back here, and we're gonna we're gonna find something in my shoulder. I got something torn up there. So, and uh, February fifth, I get the carpal tunnel. Fifteen days later, I get the soft cast off. It starts healing. I you know I start coaching little league, and I throw batting practice two or three days a week with no pain in my shoulder. So, 
<laughs> I think it was what he suggested first that it was this carpal tunnel that was that was slowing up all the uh, giving me all my nerve pain up top. My my arm hasn't fallen asleep and since I had the operation and uh, yeah, so I I'm gonna apologize publicly to my doctor for thinking I know more about him than him on <laughs> my shoulder. Yeah. Well, you, you know, good for you for apologizing. And number number two, um, I guess that chalk went up to science, huh? Come and actually believe in science. That's awesome. Imagine that. <laughs> right. Imagine that. But mm. it, it was pretty shocking. Yeah, I threw BP to about 10 players yesterday. And, uh, yeah, no pain, no inflammation, no nothing. Everything works, and it works great. So there you go. Excellent. Well, yeah. ho- hopefully the little leaguers are roping you all over the yard. That would be great. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they are. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I can't throw a single ball with a hard ball yet. Um, all right, buddy. So we are – we'll be on next week. Um, and then we have uh, – we, we can talk about everyone's retention that they've submitted because I think it's due actually Saturday night. So I'll, Correct. I'll send a reminder out there, uh, and then you and I will talk about this, and maybe A-Rod will find another girlfriend before then. We can find that. <laughs> All right. Inquiring minds are wondering. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you got anything else for us? That's all. Everybody stay safe. We'll get your attention picks in on Saturday, and we'll talk about it in uh, um, next Sunday. All right, champ. Have a good week. See you, Chief.